Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hey Mark, hey listener. Welcome to another banjo slicing, toe dicing, get down on your knees and hail. Uh, Shiva, the destroyer, Mark, episode of the Betamax Dungeon. Is Shiva like an Asian goddess? Yeah, I think with it's lots so of hands. Wasn't she in uh, something to do Don't with Don't quiz Indiana? me about it, Mark. It Indiana Jones and the, and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I may be wrong. Is it Hindu? Yeah. I think. Anyway, I don't know. Let's not go down that road, Mark. Um, we got lots to unpack tonight. Okay. Uh, should we get into Terrifier 2? Yeah, go on then. Terrifier 2 really got under my skin, Mark. Um, yeah, should... yeah, it got, on my, it got on my, under my skin as well. Uh, uh, should we say uh, it's um, a big indie movie horror success story of the year yeah yeah Um, in America it got like a cinema release and then it was extended and it played at multiple theatres I know it's done really well which is weird because the first one was didn't well, full disclosure, Mark, I've never seen the first one. No, nor have I. And I don't think I will ever see the first one. Really? Well, not not until I get Terrifier 2 out of my system, because right. it really got under my skin. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you how much of it I watched yeah. yet? Or, or... Okay, Mark, so as a seasoned horror fan, right. how well did you get you on my analogy with first? Terrifier 2? Do you think, let me give you an analogy. Okay. Right. Do you know those people, you, do you remember back in the in the 90s, when you used to go out for a few beers and you'd end up at a curry house? Do you ever do that? They, yeah, and I, you'd end I vaguely up, remember. You'd get the guy, you'd order a fowl, and he'd just pick the three, a fowl... A foul curry. Okay. Right. Do you the, foul curry? The, the hottest The hottest curry. thing. Okay. And the dynamite blow the di- your yeah, ass off. Way. And yeah. you'd see, see him sat there, sweating and struggling to eat it, but he had to eat it because he had to eat it because it was the hottest thing in there. And would, and would he be like, he'd be wiping his brow with like a paper napkin yeah, and bits, bits of napkin paper. Stuck to his yeah, and and you're like, he'd be like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. It. I'm and, like, like, and he's clearly not enjoying it. And it's horrible. Okay. Right. That's the start of my analogy. Now, if I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I like where this analogy is no, going. No, 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 no. I'm, I, 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 I like horror, but now and again I'll try a foul, and if I don't like it, I won't eat it. I won't sit there. So the foul so, wins. No, what do you mean the foul wins? You, so the food wins. No, what I don't do is I don't order it. I might have a mouthful of somebody else's, but I'll stick to within the lose, mate. That's right, but if you do, if what. Okay. I don't know. I don't, what do you mean? Let's, wins? let's say you stick with a vindaloo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you have one particular vindaloo, yeah. and you're like, wow, this is kind of hot. Yeah. But I can handle a vindaloo. Mm. So w- would you give up, or would you be like, no, I'm going to eat the, I'm going to eat the goddamn vindaloo? Yeah, I'd always eat the vindaloo. No okay. problem, but it's the foul okay. I got. So you wouldn't with. let the vindaloo win? No, okay. let the foul win. You, you would let the foul No, win. the thing is, I wouldn't order the foul because I knew, no, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> right, okay. Essentially, what you're saying is, you can ha- this was too spicy for you. It was you, too spicy for you. And me. you could... Well, it's a horror podcaster, Mark. That is not acceptable. Is, I'm afraid it is. What's it? Doesn't make me less of, a, less of a man. I have still a whole... Hey, room. Hang on, I didn't say you were well, less of a man. Like. <laughs> I'm not going down well, that Or the Terrifier 2 one. No, I watched it. I thought, this isn't for me. And I turned it off because I can do that. I'm not so going to sit there. All right. I'm not going to sit there. And make myself feel bad. This is terrible horror movie podcast. No, it's not. It is. No, it isn't. It is. Tell me about Terrifier 2. No, I, I'm more interested in how it 
made you tap out? Well, it started. I, I didn't tap out. You, you said, tapped out. No, I didn't tap out. You tapped out. Well, I did tap out. Yeah, I did tap out. Yeah, Terrified terrify I'm, two. Add you in a headlock, and no, you're like, I can't handle this. No, I'm going to tap out. No, I didn't. I didn't think it would. I didn't like it. Okay, that's acceptable. There's nothing wrong with that, is it? But I don't like something. I'm allowed to turn it but off. But then you can still get to the end of films you don't like. But why would I do that? I'm fifty. Why would I waste not any yet, more? Mark. You're of not time? quite fifty yet. Mark. Why would don't, I waste any more? Sell of yourself short. Why would I? Still... Why would I force feed myself that foul curry? Well, I know it's going to make me feel ill, and I'm not going to enjoy. Right, it. Okay, because we do a podcast yeah. about foul curries. No, we don't. How we many do. foul, How many foul curries have we done podcasts on? I, it's an analogy, Mark. Yes. So how many? How many extreme films have we done uh, podcasts on? Dream Home. Was it that Dream. fucked you up? Yeah, but that wasn't as. That wasn't as hot as the Terrifier Two, was <laughs> it? Quite it? As spicy. It no. wasn't quite as spicy. Well, I, but I, I would maybe argue that Dream Home was in some ways more disturbing because there was like a pregnant lady. Yeah. And Terrifier Two doesn't quite go to those places. No, I mean within the first five minutes, he's pulled somebody's head apart. Yeah. And I just thought, oh great, it's good gore. Yeah, it's good gore, but I didn't, I, I didn't think, oh, I need to get to the end of this film. It, the first 20 minutes oh right the first 20 minutes weren't interesting enough for me to think I've got to put up with this okay I yeah I hear what you're saying I do I do hear what you're saying if, if, it, it, grab, if, it, if it had been brilliant I'm, dis- rest- I'm disappointed to hear you ever say that there could ever be a film mm-hmm. spicy enough that you couldn't handle that I'm a little bit disappointed because we're horror podcasters podcasters I don't care. I, so you got to be able to handle it, Mark. You can't do a no, horror movie podcast and not be able to handle it. Don't worry, Mark, I can. So I'll, Okay, well, I'll listen to your review of it. You know, I'll, I'm just thinking for a big, tough guy, sometimes you're a little bit of a pansy. Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. Don't look at me like that, Mark. A little bit. A little, a bit, little of, bit of a pansy. A little bit. That's how what? I feel. And how did you, did, how did you feel after the, the film finished? Oh, it really destroyed me. It got yeah. under my skin so and I why, felt horrible. Why did you feel like that? Because I... Got through because it. I've got to watch the it. Film I've got win. to beat that. The Paul film Curry. didn't beat me, Mark. It didn't. Beat I don't me. know. Yeah, but what have you won? I've won. <laughs> what have you won? I've got bragging rights here and now. You couldn't handle it. I'll I could. Well, then. well, I feel good. Do you? I'm, I got a big smile on my face. <laughs> you can see it. I got a big grin on my face. Well, this, this is my twenty-minute review. Right, I watched the first ten minutes. Twenty minutes. Oh, of the twenty minutes. Yeah, of the twenty minutes. I was going to say you're going to talk about. Know, was, it, was it? Was it about the twenty minute point after that? Well, we, we should go 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 and do a, a, a synopsis. Well, quickly, we're not going to talk about this film all night. Well, yeah, I ain't really got a synopsis, mate. I'm just. Gonna, I mean, I would say for a slasher film, for a, a, a hardcore gory slasher film, it's way too long. It's, it's like that's the. I got to admit, that's the other thing that put me off. Yeah. Because it's like two hours and 20 minutes? Yeah, and I it, I started feeling it in the end. I mean, like I said, this film really did kind of get under my skin. Um, for a couple of reasons. Is it good, though? Yeah, I've, I'm going to have to say yeah, because it disturbed me. And, and it made me feel queasy. Mm. It disturbed me. And there were also bits, I don't think you got to them, but there were bits that legitimately made me laugh. There's a whole bit in, it's like probably one of, for the moment, it's one of my favourite horror movie scenes of a while. Right. Where, and it's not even anything violent or gory or anything, but the final girl is in a costume shop 
and she's it's like a Halloween it's Halloween time she's in a costume shop yeah. and she's trying to buy some angel wings for her costume and the villain of the movie Art the Clown yeah. who we'll get to he turns up in the costume shop and how he acts in how he uh, kind of because she sees him downstairs and gets spooked out and Art the Clown is a mute. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't talk. Him, yeah, yeah got that, got that. which is a blessing, I think. I wouldn't want to really hear him talk. Um, but she kind of has a, a, an interaction with him, and it's a bit awkward, and then she goes upstairs well, to the camp. She has a bit of an awkward interaction. Well, he doesn't attack her or anything like that. He just sort of kind of... It's really cool how he does it. He just kind of right, like he raises his eyebrows at her in a way which is kind of like... Because he's just kind of hanging out in the doorway... Um, and she's creeped out, right, yeah, and she and he just kind of raises his eyebrows as if to kind of say, "Yeah, this could be pretty scary, couldn't it?" But nothing happens. She kind of squeezes by him. She goes upstairs to the counter. He he follows her upstairs. She's she she's about to pay at the counter, right. and she's left her bag downstairs where he where Art the clown was hanging. Right. And she's like, "Oh," and you can see it on her face. She's like, "Oh no, shit, I've." I need my purse. I've left it downstairs. And she says to the Next guy, that "Mental looking clown." She goes, to, "Yeah." She's. She says to the cashier, "Does she know he's a murderer at this point?" No, I don't think she's had the dream about him, but I, right. I don't think she knows that it is. And it's also suggested in this film that people might be dressing up at Halloween as Art the Clown. Yeah, it's not. A, is it a brother? Yeah. So it's not fixated on him or something. Yeah. Yeah. So and that and that's that's all explained. There's a good sort of backstory to all of that as it plays out. They're kind of setting up like a mythology. I think right. it's fucked up, but they are setting up a mythology. Um, and in this scene, so she meets out the clown, passes him, goes upstairs to the counter. She hasn't got her bag. And just as she's about to kind of say to the cashier, oh, no, I've left my bag, Art the Clown appears and just drops her bag down in front of her, just gives her her bag back. And she starts searching for her bag, trying to find her purse, and Art the Clown goes behind her, bearing in mind they're in the costume shop, and there's, like, a whole rack of, like, funny glasses that he starts trying on. It made me laugh. It absolutely made me laugh. It's so... It, maybe it's just my sense of humour. It was proper Absurd. funny. And then... It, then there's a bit with a horn where he finds, like, this little horn. And the the final girl lady... I'm sorry, I didn't write the actress's name down. She's really good in it. Yeah. Um, young, I think. You know, so I... I you know... Uh, I'm not going to object fire in any way. She's attractive, but I think she's pretty young. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she's a, I'm sure she's in her twenties, but you know she's young. Um, and the whole bit with the horn, he creeps up. And she's terrified, and he kind of creeps up behind her with this horn. Well, a bit. Yeah, but it's you need to say it. You need to, if you can make it. That well, I'll, I'll probably give it a go at some point. I'll give but, it another go. I just at that time I didn't. I thought I've got to go to sleep in a minute. But what I would also say about it is. Uh, you you mentioned it. I think this is about as far as you got. It's like the Tommy Gun Massacre. Yeah. Which, um, that's this is the thing about Art the Clown. I mean, Art the Clown is a slasher. He's kind of like this weird amalgamation of, like, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I got that. And uh, the mask, Jim Carrey yeah, is the yeah, mask. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a brutality to him, which, like, even far exceeds, like, Jason Voorhees. That like, mm. goes way beyond that. Um so the Tommy Gun Massacre, he also, it, uh, he, he kind of, def- he 
defies a lot of the slasher logic. Normally. Yeah, um, how you expect a slasher to act? He doesn't necessarily. I mean, you don't normally get a slasher that will use guns quite no. like he does. Um, Although X did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, yeah, but then X didn't really present. I mean, Terrifier is trying to present an iconic slasher. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a, a he's the star, whereas X wasn't really trying to do that. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, the Tommy Gun Massacre is particularly disturbing because in that scene, this is where I think it really got under my skin, is that that scene is a dream and it's almost played out like an advert for the fucking clown cafe. And there's that irritating like theme tune that... I, I can't I couldn't get it last week, Mark, I could not get it out of my head, that what bloody that song? song about the bloody clown cafe. I'm not even don't I should go through yeah, my I mean, head I got, now. I got to it that, messed me up. I got to that point in the film and it was it was late at night and it was 20 25 minutes in. I was, I was already a little bit confused by what was happening. I um, mean you said you had yourself you had to watch it a couple of times. Well like I think it kind of picks up from Terrifier. Right. And, you know like I said I've never seen Terrifier. And I just thought oh, I've got another, another 2 hours of this. If it had been another hour hour I might have stuck it out, but another two hours, I was just thinking, I, I can't... It, it is too long, it is too long for a slasher film. It's trying to be an epic slasher, Yeah. and it's, it could it's near, it could have in, almost done it, but it just needed a few more elements to it. Yeah. Um, Who's his director? Uh, Damien Leone. Leone? Damien Leone? It only cost, like, 250 grand to make, didn't it? it I mean, he... He's he is an impressive director in my mind. He's also one of those directors as well where you watch the film and afterwards you think, is that guy all right? Is he like I, is he all right? Yeah, yeah, is the guy making this film is he is he all right? You know. So what would you give it out of five? Well, uh, I'm not even going to give it a, a review. I can't review it on twenty five. It made me laugh. It made me feel queasy. It made me want to puke. Four stars. Not too long. Uh, it is too long, um, and I also want to just talk briefly. There is one particular kill that you haven't got to that just really messed me up. How, how, about, how about we save that until I've watched it? No, I want to tell you about it now. Um, okay. it's, it's, I won't go too into detail, but it just it you know like it's like you know like falsy levels of gore. Yeah. Well, it's that level, but law like really prolonged yeah. and like we were saying earlier art the clown ain't your traditional slasher so he'll start out killing you with like a scalpel and then he'll pick up an axe and then he'll go and get like That's some big magic sack some acid I've seen him pick up the acid I just thought uh, oh, yeah, the, and like, I just thought oh god there's a particular kill of a young girl, one of the like more likable young ladies in the film, likable characters in the film, and uh, she's killed in her bedroom, and it's like a scalpel through the eye, which is almost like New York Ripper kind of thing. Then he scalps her with like what is basically a pair of nail scissors. <sighs> he, then it gets a bit silly. He breaks her arm off, like breaks, like she severs her arm. She's still alive. This is what makes it even more messed up, Mark. This because you, she don't, you don't actually see her die, and she goes through a lot. It ain't even over, you know. Um, takes her arm off. She's covered in blood. He's pulled her scalp back. 
and he's done other stuff. And then he's then he's got like I think it's like caustic soda, and he's like pouring liquid on her, and then he's pouring this powder on her, which is obviously like a caustic. I think it's like lye or something, lime, or lime, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. lime or yeah. I I couldn't get it out of my head for a week. I was really disturbed by it. Um, like I said, do you think he's making, four stars? Do you think he's making a point about violence? Yeah, in maybe slasher movies. Yeah, maybe. I no, I think he's just crazy and he likes violent. I mean, I hate the term, but torture porn could maybe be more applied to this than anything that came mm. around the Saw era. I mean, this really dwells on it. And yeah. he's gleeful about it. I mean, this is the thing as well. Art the Clown is... Um, is he supernatural? What, what is yeah, it? yeah, he's proper supernatural. Full-on supernatural. Yeah. Right. Um, and he, 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 he's almost a bit like the comedian in Watchmen. Everything is just a massive joke. The more horrible, nasty and disturbing, the funnier it is. He's one of those kind of guys. Okay, four so, stars. Yeah. I, will four get stars. To it. I will get to it at some point. But yeah, that sounds like a cop out, Mark. I, well, think I don't you care. Definitely. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, I don't care that you don't care. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> right, next film. Right, what are we going to talk about now? Uh, yeah, I should say Final Girl in uh, Terrifier Two. I can't remember the character's name. Is it uh, Laura Lavera? I just showed you. What's the character name? I remember the actors, actresses. Sienna Shaw. What was it? Sienna Shaw. Sien- Sienna. You watched all of it. I can't remember being a, a being called Sienna. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, right. What we, what we got next? Pearl. Pearl. What uh, did you think of Pearl? Uh, well, we should have said Ty, directed by Ty West, starring Mia Goth. Fantastic Mia yeah. Goth. Um, breaks my heart to tell you, Mark. She's two inches taller than me. What? She's two inches taller than me. So? I, I wouldn't have a... Ch- not that I would anyway, but I would I would not have a shit chance in a... I, no, no, I'm trying to say. I would have no chance with me and Goff. Not that I would anyway, but literally, even if I was the most handsome man in the world... What are you talking I would have no chance... Have- We've not even cut all this, Mark. I'm going into a Mia Goth tirade. I'm just saying she's a tall lady. She's two inches taller than me. She's not tall. She's average. That's a tall lady. What, she's 5'9"? I'm 5'8". Yeah. You bastard. Oh, so she's 5'10"? Yeah, that's pretty tall for a lady. Right. Anyway. Has, has that got anything to do with the film? No, I'm just saying she's a brilliant actress. I, I fancy her. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. And I have no chance because she's two inches taller than I me. I don't think that's the only reason you've got no chance. No, I know that. This is what I'm saying, but I definitely... <laughs> what this is what I'm saying. Even if I if I look like Brad Pitt yeah. and I was a multi-millionaire, yeah. I still wouldn't have any chance of I think you'd have more of a chance than you do now. Slightly, but I still wouldn't no, have no, any chance. No, 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 loads more. What, if I look like Brad Pitt anyway. or the money, what's swaying you in the... What's, and she and she not married? Yeah, I'm sure she, she's happily married. She, she wouldn't be interested in me. I don't know if she's happily married. She's married to Shia LaBeouf. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think they filed for divorce. <laughs> and he's yeah. amazingly short, isn't he? He's not amazingly short. He's probably about... No, we're not even looking at him. I don't give a shit about his height. Let's not... <laughs> Let me say Let's, I talk. No, 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 no. I no, because you're worried that he's going to come up short. He's Wait. going to be way taller than me. I don't think he is. He is. He's going to be about. He's going to be about five. He's going to be her height at least. Right there, Alexa. 
How tall is Shia LaBeouf? She's falling asleep, Mark. Oh, she's gone to sleep. I've got to find she's out. She's dormant. Let me have a quick look. Hey Siri, how tall is Shia LaBeouf? Maybe you're not saying his name right. <laughs> he's five foot name? nine. Oh, okay. So he's five foot nine. Oh, he's shorter than her. He's shorter than her. He was never going to laugh. What was she thinking? Shit. <laughs> fucking maniac. Anyway, yeah, Pearl. Okay. Uh, well, you go, you, you go <laughs> Mark. What did, what did you think about Well, I thought it was very, very technicolor -y. It's very bright. It's got a it's got it's got a Wizard of Oz vibe about it. Well, that's why I'd have to disagree because it wasn't technic it wouldn't technicolor. Well, was it? It's bright. Yeah, it bright. I this is one of my. I, you were I, looking forward to this massively, weren't you? I was massively looking forward to it, and, and I will say, out of the gate, it did let me down. A it's a completely like. different film to X. Oh yeah, and I, yeah, and I appreciate it's, it's, that. It's like I, a fe I heard one podcaster call it a female Joker movie. No, it's not even that good. Um, I same sort of thing though. I get the point. The, the it's basically a, yeah, it's completely different to X, and I knew it was going to be. And it's basically a character study, um, but within a character study, within it was say the Joker. Within a character study, he goes through an arc, whereas in Pearl, there ain't really that much of an arc. We know she's crazy yeah. from those opening old timey like font credits yeah where she's killed the goose and she's feeding it to the gator we already know she's crazy and from X we know she ends up really crazy yeah so there aren't really any surprises in the no, film no I think it's I think it's the um, she's been dipping her toe in the crazy pool and she sends herself over the edge nobody else sends her over the edge her mother's strict but her mother's not wrong well, I, as we discover through the film, her mum knows that she's not... She's, she's not a full right. ticket. Yeah, she ain't a full ticket. And there are loads of examples of that. The most disturbing for me is kind of her dad, who is uh, like... I've got to be careful here. He's paralysed. Uh, yeah. He's, and, he's a paraplegic. Yeah, um, so, he, uh, so he can't talk or anything. He, he needs constant care. Um and it, there's always a question mark, isn't there, really, about how aware he is. You know, whether he's sort of still cognizant, but kind of locked into a, a, a yeah. paralysed body, or if his mind is kind of paralysed as well. I suspect he's in there, and he sees him. it all, he's aware. and he's aware. And, I mean, there's scenes where she's, like, bathing in front of him, and... Then later on, when she takes, when she meets that guy in town, she brings back yeah. like the projectionist guy. And then he's been sat there all night. Yeah, 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 that as well. Yeah, but she, yeah, but she's like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs. I'm just going to take this guy upstairs now, Dad. And he, you can see in his eyes almost this is like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, for, like, for a guy that couldn't weird. move, he done some very good acting. That guy. <laughs> he, yeah, he did actually. He, um, my other. I'd say my other problem is it felt very much like a pandemic movie. Like, yeah. Um, do you, Do you remember seeing any more than two actors together in well, any only, one only scene? Four in the film. Yeah, and there's never more than two together in any one part, and they're always pretty well socially distanced. Well, there's some people that sat in the church. Yeah. 
doing the audition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's four, oh, there's four people. There's four yeah, people okay. Line there. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. There were, in there, and, yeah, and there was a line at the front as well. Yeah, 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 okay. But then they were kind of were they yeah, space it, style. Yeah, but they, it was set in the Spanish flu area, area. Yeah, as well. Which yeah, okay. Which just hammered home the point that yeah, it was it was pandemic. Yeah, but that it, it. I mean, they didn't know that was going to happen when they made X. Did they? No, 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 no. In, so, uh, they were thinking on their feet, and yeah. they did. A, yeah, I mean, by all accounts, this was based off. Mia Goff wrote a kind of backstory for Pearl. Yeah, and it's a perfectly fine backstory, but that's all it is. It it's is. not a movie, yeah. and they because of, I think of the pandemic, because of sort of lockdown situations or whatever, they were like, well, let's make this backstory a film. I don't think there was enough there to really make it a film. No. Um, I mean... I mean, she's good in it. The oh, yeah. The, in it. The, the acting's great. This this is where I'm torn, because I'm crazy on Mia, as I've mentioned. I'm crazy on Mia Goff. She's right. brilliant in the Suspiria remake. Have you seen the Suspiria remake? Yes, I have. It's awesome. Yes, it is. And she's awesome in it. Yes. I think I may even prefer it to Suspiria. Right, okay. Controversial, I know, but... Not really. You're it's right. a bit long, isn't it? It's too long. Why, yeah. why are you playing with your... What are you doing? I'm flipping legs cold. Well, I don't know. I don't, what's happened? <laughs> I've got a cold leg. You've had a cold leg? Yeah, I've got a cold leg. Really? <laughs> There's a tiny breeze. You haven't left my back door I don't know, I open. thought you were... All right. Have you left my back door open? No, I haven't left your... No. There's a breeze coming in somewhere. It's going right up my trouser leg. So I was taking my trouser leg. Anyway, the listeners don't want to hear this. Well, I'm just glad they there's an they explanation for what you were doing. They, 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 they want to hear you um, getting all mad about Mia Goff. Uh, no, I'm, no, Mia, like I said, Mia Goff is amazing. She looks really cool and interesting in this Infinity Pool trailer that we watched the other week. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, Mia Goff is great in this. The, the, the two standout bits in this film are all really down to her. And it's the monologue at the end. Yeah. Which is... Uh, Seven minutes, is it? I, yeah, I don't know. It may even be longer than that. But it And it manages to be, all at once, this kind of heartbreaking. It's sad. It's also incredibly kind of narcissistic on her part. Yeah. And it also kind of... Not only does she reveal that she's a murderer, um, but even in regard to her child and that. And if you remember earlier on, there's a bit where she goes and she finds the gator's nest and she picks up the egg and she takes it back. Yeah. And then she just crushes, crushes the egg and it's all bloody and horrible. It's like destroying that kind of um, unborn yeah. child. In the monologue, she reveals that she'd lost her child, her and Howard. Howard had gone away to the war she was pregnant, she lost the child, but she kind of reveals she was really happy. She yeah, was so yeah. glad that she lost the, the child. I think the clever bit about that monologue is they never cut away to who she's talking to. Until no. she's finished talking. Yeah. And because you 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 get you don't at this point you don't know it's going to be a seven six seven no, minute no, no. monologue. And you're sat there and you're listening to her. And you don't think, but the, you don't think you're not sat there thinking this doesn't cut away yet. You're just you are just literally just drawn into what she's saying, and then she stops. And you're like, "Fuck out!" Then she's sat next. She's she's talking to this poor woman, and then it cuts to the other woman, and the expression on her face is amazing. Have you ever had those time? Have you ever had those times in life where 
You've said too much. No, 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 no. You, well, I've definitely had this. <laughs> but like, there's times in life where some you work with someone or someone you know down the pub, and you go in, and you're like, "Hello, mate. You all right?" And you're just saying hello. Yeah. But they tell you everything. Their entire bloody sub story, and you're like, "Oh my god, this shit!" And you you wish you literally wish you hadn't asked. That's kind of what happens here. Because um, I, I, I can't remember the actress's name. It's the blonde actress. Yeah. She may have got the audit. She may have got the part in the audition. She may not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure. I, I'm not hundred percent. You were convinced that she had. I don't know whether she. I think she was just saying she had got it just to get out of the house. I think she had got it. I think she had, and she was trying to keep it quiet. And then Pearl was insistent, and she was like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, I did get it. Um, may- this is where this is where she goes wrong. Maybe you could come and see me sometime. Yeah, but she, I don't know whether she she wasn't. I don't think she was showing off. I think she was just run out of stuff to say. Yeah, but you, so you think she didn't get it? Oh, no, I don't. I'm not. Worth it. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm, I don't know. But then in in X, in X, there's a whole bit where Pearl says, "You you sure. know I don't like blondes." Yeah, in that. That is rooted in this, where basically when she goes to the audition, we'll get to it in a minute. Is, where, is her audition good or not? I, we'll get to that. But she she fails, and they say to her, "Sorry, you're not quite what, what we were looking, looking for. for yeah. We wanted someone younger and blonder." Yeah, which and her, that, her, which her, is, it her, is it Howard's sister? Yeah, it's Howard's sister who is younger and blonder. But again. Maybe that's just in Pearl's mind that she got the part yeah. because she it happens to be younger and blonder. Yeah, I mean she goes for the order. I mean her, she feels trapped on on this farm. She's got a, a disabled dad. Her mum's very strict, overbearing, uh, overbearing, um, and she just she wants to go away. She meets the projectionist. The projectionist she says, wants to be a star like yes. every kid. She wants to be a star. The projectionist says, oh, you should go to Europe and he starts showing her porn films. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. But he, well, he's just trying to get but, it on. Yeah. He? He's just pulling one, isn't he? But uh, that, bit, that bit where he realises, oh, she's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it dawning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all had that moment, Mark. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> seemed really shit. good, and now I realise you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says, oh, there's a banging in the cellar, isn't it? It's a, a, yeah, it's it's a, a half-dead mother. And she said, oh, no, it's, a, it's the dog. Don't worry about that. Then about two minutes later, they're t- chatting, and she go, he says something about a dog. And she well, he said, what's the dog called? And she goes, we don't yeah, have a dog. We haven't got a dog. She was completely distracted by the cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cow <laughs> threw her. Because, yeah, she loved that cow. Um, she said, we haven't got a dog. And he just, he just sees... He's slowly <laughs> backing out. Just yeah, backing we've all been there. And she's like, where are you going? Oh. Like, oh, well, you know, I just... Yeah, no, I'll be back later. Everything's cool. No, you haven't creeped me out or anything. I'm just not going to turn my back on you as I slowly walk towards my car. I mean, spoiler alert. He does turn his back on her. Well, no, he starts to start. Well, he gets in the car and it's an old-fashioned car. They take ages to get warmed up. (laughs) He's got to wind it up. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't move. The engine's running, but the clutch takes ages to... I don't know. I was just thinking, oh, mate, go, 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 go. What would you give it out of five? 
Uh, I feel harsh, but I think on my initial view, I'd probably say two. I was going to give it a three. And I never give, I'm never that harsh. Mm-hmm. I know it was pretty kind hearted. But your expectations but... Were, were high. I think maybe if you watched it again, I watched it, uh, it did make me watch X again. X is awesome. Yeah, I think X is probably better than I've, the first review I give it. X is really good. X is really good. Well, it might be because I just watched Pearl and then I watched X and thought, I oh, know X is actually quite good. But uh, I ju- Yeah, I just see Pearl as like sort of a nice sort of, um, it's like a bit of a little spin off. Like uh, additional content just to give a bit of. Are you going to say this whole movie is like a DVD extra? A little bit. It just it just gives a bit of backstory to Pearl. Oh, I'd give it three. I don't know that. I don't know that knowing that backstory would make me enjoy X anymore. I knew I knew enough in X to enjoy it. I didn't need to. And it only. This is the thing as well. When you do get that backstory, there aren't really any surprises. It all plays out kind of how you imagine it would have played out for her to get where she is in X. You think, oh, okay, yeah. So she used to be a dancer. She wanted to be a star. Yeah, but the thing is, you're right about the art because she starts off on the farm and she wants to get off the farm and she wants to be a star. And then she (laughs) kills a load of people and then then goes, well, I'm going to stay on the farm now. Well, yeah. She goes, oh, I've, I've, got, I've, I've made the bed, I've got a lie in it. And it's like, what? Yeah, even that is kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, but what? Then, yeah. But then her chance to escape, she couldn't escape. And she came she to... She could re- have sold the farm. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But I, yeah. <laughs> Surely. I, yeah, I guess so. But I think she, she really believed that she was going to win that audition, escape that yeah. via that way. Maybe she should have tried a bit harder after murdering four people. How do you feel her audition went? Was that a good uh, performance, or was it? I don't know because it's what how it looked in her head, isn't it? Yeah. Did it look that good? What was it? Well, no. If it, I if, know it was very old. It was all tiny. Well, there wasn't dancing. no. There was all the backing dancers weren't there. Yeah. Life. Okay. So that was all just in her. Well, head. you didn't yeah. think they were there? No. 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 Well. Yeah. Not really. She was on that stage on her own in a red. She was on a. Oh yeah, in a, stage, line, in a big chorus line, big chorus line with special effects and Christ knows what. Yeah, so probably no. So she probably looked nuts, and then <laughs> probably looked nuts. Probably, and then and then we get to the really great bit at the end where she holds a really creepy smile. Is that because Ty West didn't say cut for like ninety seconds or something? Yeah, they were they were trying out different things. I think was how I read it, and he, originally they were going to end on like a freeze frame. And then he sort of said, well, why don't you try this? Just hold that manic smile. And she doesn't blink. And then it just goes, it goes sad. It's sort of... It goes sad, happy. It goes through all the emotions. Desperation. Tragic, desperate, sad, manic. Yeah. Um, I may may return to Pearl and feel differently about it. But I... um, Yeah... I got. I just say two. I mean, you know, you, you give think, Halloween ends two. I think. Yeah, deservedly so. Um, yeah, so you're not. You're not. You. I just think of these like movies where it's a character, and you're basically watching a character just disintegrate and just become, just lose it, and just so like you know, Taxi Driver, mm. and as much as I like Pearl, it just ain't. It ain't quite. Ain't quite what I wanted. 
Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> right, should we move on to the main event? Yeah, yeah, we are. These aren't even the actual films that we're talking about tonight, Mark. What are we talking about tonight? Tonight, Mark, we're talking about the Wes Craven 1984 slasher classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Directed by Wes Craven, starring Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Heather Langenkamp. Uh, Yeah, Heather Langenkamp as Nancy Thompson. John Uh, Saxon. Yeah, her dad, who's a cop, Lieutenant Thompson. Who Uh, plays her mum? Uh, R- Ronnie Blakely. That's it. And uh, Johnny Depp's in there somewhere. Yeah, that guy. And I tell you, it's actually all right in it. I think. I tell you, who else is in there? Uh, Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay. Yeah, from the Conjuring movies. She is, isn't she? She's the yeah, teacher. She is the teacher. Um, she's a screen queen in her own She is definitely she's been yeah, in a yeah. after horror films, man. And I think this. I mean, I maybe. I mean, she. I don't want to be rude, but. I'm guessing she was of an age when she was in this. I got a feeling. I don't. I'm not sure this was her first movie, but I mean, this was '84. Yeah, she looks and she, she looks, looks sort middle of aged. She's well. She, I'm guessing she's in her thirties in this. Yeah, but late thirties. Yeah, late thirties in the, in the early '80s was forty odd now, isn't it? What? I don't. I, I, what no, math that made no. no sense. Not really. But, no, but when you're, I need to think this through. Yeah. Right. So think, it, think it through while I go through yeah, the cast. Right. So uh, yeah, John Saxon is uh, Nancy's dad, Lieutenant Thompson. Yeah. Uh, he's not playing as good a cop in this as he was in Black Christmas. I don't think. And I mean, he was shit in Black Christmas, but like, <laughs> he ain't much. He ain't really any way better in this. No. But he's still John Saxon. John Saxon is just such a reliable presence. You always want to trust in him, even when he's playing a character who's a bit of a dick. Well, he's just a harassed cop, isn't he? Well, he's a bit of a dick in this one, I think. Um, so, yeah, John Saxon. Amanda, I'm not sure about the pronunciation of the surname. Is it Amanda Weiss? It's W-Y-S-S. Amanda Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. She plays Tina. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp, as you mentioned, uh, he plays uh, Glenn Lance. Lands. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a confusion about this character. He, in the movie, he his name was listed as something. It's Dishu now. Yeah, Dishu Garcia. Yeah. Uh, he plays Rod, Rod Lane. Uh, and uh, Ronnie Blakely, as we said earlier, plays Marge Thompson, which is uh, Nancy's mum. And she also has... I have to say, an incredibly Donald Trumpian style haircut yeah. throughout the entirety of the film. Her her hair is crazier than Freddy Krueger in this film. <laughs> it is her her hair in every scene is wildly yeah like you're like what is going on? I know it was the eighties yeah but what is going on in her hair? Her the, hair the, the is a bit crazy as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, I, it's kind of a quaint film now. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. she puts her makeup on like she's going to a ball every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I maybe mean, that was a fashion at the time. Well, I, yeah, but it was the like I say it was the eighties, and as we discover later on, you know, she's got issues. She's got a bit of a drink problem, 
So that she may got a explain. Smoke, she got a bit of a smoking problem as well, smoking in that hospital. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? But then she's haunted Marge. We don't realise early on. It's only kind of later on that we realise that like Marge is proper haunted. Yeah. yeah. Um, Synopsis? Uh, well, have we done the cast now? Yeah, I think we've done the cast. Yeah. Okay, synopsis. So, uh, the kids on Elm Street, they're having weird dreams. Yeah. Right? And then they start dying. <laughs> yeah, they do. And uh, they just slowly discover they're all dreaming about the same fella. They're dreaming about the same guy. Could he be killing them in their dreams? Question mark. Of course, they, just, of course he can't, because that's mental. That that's, that's your synopsis. Well, it's a, it's a proper, full-on, supernatural slasher. It is a supernatural slasher. Um, it's produced, and he's a, he's a little bit scary in this film, I, I would go and say. Yeah, back then, yeah. Um, produced, uh, it's produced by uh, Lou, uh, New Line Cinema. Yeah. Um, and they were kind of in a bit of trouble, I think. Or they were... Were they a new company at this point? And... I think they'd had one other movie. I didn't write it down. It didn't do very well. Um, and then, obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street did, like, gangbusters for... Um, oh, it, it, yeah, it was amazing. Um, 44 million domestic or something. Yeah, so they so there on after, New Line was always kind of, co- like, uh, referred to as the house that Freddie built. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so if we start... Breaking the film down, Mark, as we do. Well, do you want to talk about Wes Craven first? Okay. Um, I think it was about his uh, fourth feature, was it? He'd done Last House on the Left, Hills of Eyes, uh, and Swamp Thing nearly wiped him out, apparently. Did he do Swamp Thing yeah. before this? Yeah, Swamp Thing was a film he did before this, and it was awful of studio interference, and it sank... He thought it wrecked his career. <coughs> I really wanted to like Swamp Thing. I don't think it? I've ever watched it all the way through. The second one's really good. I don't know about the second one. The second one's awesome. Well, Wes Craven's one wasn't. No, no, but the second one's awesome. The Wes Craven one is watchable. Mm. Um, doesn't Adrian Barbeau yes. get topless in that movie? Yeah, probably. Um... The second one is also really good. That's got... Uh, what was the name of the actress who played Ursa in Superman 2? Sarah Douglas. Sarah Douglas, of course it is. Shit. Um, really? Swear job? Oh, no, sorry, you're recording. Yeah, I should remember that. She's great in Super... She's probably one of the best things in Superman 2, and she's great in The Return of Swamp Thing. Um, so, okay, so we, we'll get into... Um, Get into uh, a nightmare on Elm Street. How does it start? Well, you get that great opening montage. In yeah. I don't know what they call it, but it's like you just see it's just like a small squee, a, <laughs> a small screen, a small screen within the screen. Yeah, but it's based. It's kind of it is a montage. I think. It's yeah, it's not, a montage of Freddie making his glove. Yeah, but it's awesome. It's a really and cool going. <laughs> And Wes Craven plagiarises himself right. in the Shocker because he does exactly the same start. Oh, really? Yeah. And what's, what's, what's he making in Shocker? Well, he's fixing TVs, isn't he? Oh, okay. It's, is it Pinker? Horace Pinker? Horace Pinker, played by Mitch Pileggi, who was... X, oh, God. X-Files. X-Files. He's Skinner. Yeah, he's Skinner <laughs> X-Files. 
But that, yeah. that's, that shocker starts off pretty much the same way as Nightmare on Elm Street. What year? Guy's having a, guy's having a dream. What year was Shocker? 89, 90. Oh, really? Yeah. See, see I... I, I, I don't want to do the guy down, you know, I love Wes Craven, but every now and then he did some of, some of his... Well, let's have a quick go, let's have a quick, I've got a list here. I mean, you say hit list or shit list. I mean, he's regarded as like a horror master and I would as well, yeah. you know, I mean, rest in peace, Wes oh, no, Craven. Oh, no, 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 I no, love we're not, Wes Craven. We're not, we're not, we're not yeah, no. Whereas John Carpenter had a string of classic films, then fell off and didn't make any... Well, would you say yeah. well he really dropped off for yeah. time yeah but I still like some of those bad ones you know Ghosts of Mars I like Ghosts of Mars when was the last time I watched Ghosts of Mars mate not that long ago really yeah you'd be surprised <laughs> but, uh, Ghosts of Mars it's well, well, got a great cast I was going to say Wes Craven last night often on the left five stars fuck me up Hills of Eyes two stars dated Deadly Blessing one star. Bonkers. Swamp Thing. Three stars. Why are you, hey. are you not swearing? Oh, you, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't. I got sucked into the... All right, sorry, shit. This, that whole swear jar thing. You just thing, swore like, then, saying that. All right, hang on. Right, okay. Uh, Mike Moan, obviously, we'll get to that. Um, right, Swamp Thing, I'd give... I think I'd give Swamp Thing two or three. Yeah, we'll I come mean, back to... I mean, there is some nudity. We'll come back to... We'll come There's back nudity. Three stars. Right. <laughs> What, you sound like a pervert. I'm joking. Mark, I'm joking. But we are recording. Right, I know, but we're... I'm a heterosexual man. I'm yeah, allowed to yeah, say yeah, that yeah, I yeah. appreciate nudity. Right. Hills of Eyes Part 2. bloody controversial. I mean, Hills not... of Eyes Part 2. Oh, God. One. one. Did the dog have a flashback? Yeah. Yeah, one. <laughs> if a movie has a dog flashback, you've yeah, got to go you're, one. You're, you're struggling, aren't you? Did you get me a beer? No. I'll get you a bit. Uh, Deadly Friend. We did that. I said two. It's bonkers. No, I did that. No, I said Deadly Blessing before. Oh, no, I'm getting confused. Oh, yeah, no. Deadly Blessing. I don't think I've seen Deadly Blessing. Deadly Friend is bonkers. Yeah, two. That's the one. That's the head exploding with a baseball. No, not baseball. It's basketball. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, two stars. Serpent and the Rainbow. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a four. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh, I really like that. Shocker. Two. People under the stairs. Shit. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's Four. great. That's good. See? Where's Craven's New Nightmare? Oh, that's really good. Five. I might even go five on that. Yeah. Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, two. <laughs> Scre- Not great. Scream. Oh, yeah, he's back up there. Four yeah. or five. Yeah, Scream two. Four or five. Music of the Heart. <laughs> Unrated. <laughs> Scream three. Uh, two or three. Cursed. Oh, two or three. Red Eye. Two or three? Yeah. My Soul to Take. I've never seen that. Oh, I, I, that got hated, but I... I three. I'd give that Screen a Four. I don't think I've seen Screen Four. That's all right. I'd that give that a that three. Was, three. That was his last film. Was that his last one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame, really. But um, oh, overall, you know, five-star director. Yeah. You know. But, but yeah, there, was, there was peaks and choffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, for every good idea he had, okay. you could sometimes say like, "What the bloody hell? What you? Yeah. What's that all about?" Anyway, um, so we have the opening montage. Freddie's making his glove, uh, and then uh, we basically cut to uh, T- as we later find out, Tina 
wandering around a boiler room. It is a scary boiler room, isn't it? Well, I want to talk about Freddy's boiler room. Go on, right? Because by now, talking about it now, it's so played out in Hackneyed. What, the boiler room? Freddy's boiler room is just such a overplayed out, boring... I mean, you've seen it so many times. Yeah, but it wasn't in 1984, was No, it? I know, I know. And it's not, it's not 1984's fault. But any time in this movie... And there's not that many times in this movie, but any time in this movie that you're in Freddy's boiler room, I, my brain just, turns, just off. turns off a bit. But anyway... Yeah, because so, they went back to it in every film, didn't they? Oh, well, yeah, it's just a thing, isn't they it? They even go back to it in Freddy vs. Jason, didn't they? How how many horror movies after this ended in a creepy boiler room? How uh, many horror movies have a creepy boiler room? Well, quite a lot, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, it's just it's overplayed, isn't it? I, I, I don't want to see any more creepy boiler rooms. I don't want to see. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I said even this one. It's just they're interminable scenes of girls running around. In Freddy, like, like running around behind him. This is like, this is rubbish. The boiler room scenes, I just, I, yeah, but that's because they're, they're played out in your in your brain. It weren't in 1984. No, I'm looking at it from my 2022 perspective. You have to think about that, then. Didn't you? Yeah, and I'm saying, I'm just my mind now is just done with them. Um, but she's so Tina, she's wandering around this boiler room and it's a complete cold opening isn't we we don't know that she's dreaming at this point you're just thinking who is this girl in the nightdress in this creepy boiler room and then you she sees a lamb there's there's like a bah bah in the background lamb walks out doesn't she doesn't the the, um isn't she at some point suddenly out of the boiler room not in her initial dream not in this initial bit i think she's pretty much just in the boiler room right and she sees like sort of, uh, she sees sort of like a shadowy figure, and she hides sort of in the boiler room, and then he sort of walks by, and then he jumps up behind her. Good jump scare, it's yeah. Freddy. You don't really get a good look at him. He jumps up behind her, and then she wakes up, uh, and her mum. This is, I think, this is the only time we really see Tina's mum in the film. Mm. And um, she just seems a little bit dubious, you know. She's just, what do you mean? Well, she's got loads of makeup on. I know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we, it's the eighties. It is the eighties. They, they all thought they were in Dallas. But it was a, it was applied in a way that in the eighties would lead you to believe that this lady was maybe a bit, you know. I no, I don't explain yourself. Uh, maybe a little bit, uh, like I said, dubious. dubious. What do you mean dubious? Well, I get to it because. A lady of the night? What are you saying? That would count. That could count as dubious. Yeah, I get that impression that her mum may be just sort of on the game, Dave. Not on the game, what but do just, you mean? just maybe sort of. Uh, she, I don't think she's married. I think the guy that comes into the room, because the guy comes into the room. Well, that's not her like, dad, is it? No, it's not her dad. No, and he's like, "Oh, come on, baby, come back to bed, come back to bed." <laughs> so you kind of think like. You know, my seventeen-year-old daughter's having a nightmare, yeah. and her boyfriend comes and goes, "Come back to bed, baby." Yeah, so you kind of fit. And the the, the mum, I mean, the mum cares about Tina, but at the same time, she's, she's a little like, bit oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, I need to go and get laid." Well, I think she says to her, like, well, she notices that Tina's night 
dress has been slashed. Yeah. Obviously, by as we later realised, by Freddie. Yeah. Um, and Tina says, oh, look, look at this in my dream. My, and her mum says, oh, you need to trim your nails or stop dreaming. Which... It's not really a reaction, yeah, is it? Yeah, not really. It's not great. It's like, yeah, thanks, mum. Yeah, but... seems dubious. Yeah, but at this point, nobody's gone, what the fuck did that happen? That happened in my dream, mum. Why isn't she kicking off more? I don't... I don't know that any of them really ever really kind of kick no. off and say like no wait hang on wait <laughs> wait this is seriously <laughs> seriously I'm dreaming this and it's happening I don't, there are times with Nancy where like the bit with Nancy in the bath and she's screaming and she's being pulled down yeah. and, and like she's drowning and she gets out and she's like oh no mum I'm fine I've just slipped <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, if you said it out loud to your parents, you'd feel like an idiot, wouldn't you? I, I, you, you would go, Mum, I, I was dreaming, I was draining, and then I woke up and somebody was pulling me under the water. I like to think, and maybe this is just my childhood naivete, yeah. but I like to believe that when I was a kid, if I went to my mum and dad and I said, this shit is happening in my dreams. Well, when you like 17. It's coming they're not, real. You've got to remember, they're not, they're not 12 or 13. No, they're, they're, in, they're, they're mid-20s. They're, they're supposed to be like 16, 17. Aren't they? There's even that bit where Nancy looks at her reflection and she's <laughs> starting to get that grey streak yeah. in her hair and she goes, oh, oh my yeah. God, I look 20. She's like, you are. She, she works, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think she works at the time. Um, but I, can you imagine being 17 and going up to your mum and going, Mum, I'm having some weird dreams about this guy with a hat on. I mean, they my be... mum and dad would totally be on board with me, man. I was lucky in that regard. If I if I was saying that to them, that I I honestly believe my mum and dad would be like, we believe you. Would they just take you to a shrink though? They wouldn't go. Yeah, or, just... or the dream clinic. The dream clinic. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's one of them on every street corner, isn't there? I know what to do. <laughs> I know what I'm pretty right. We're going to the dream clinic. Of course, that's... <laughs> I did think that when I watched it the other day. This is a dream clinic. That's a local dream clinic. So, uh, so this, as we're going through it, so uh, so Tina's dreaming. Right? Yeah. Uh, her mum's a little bit dismissive. <laughs> the next day, we cut to the next day, and there's that, that dreamy sequence of uh, young girls in white skipping skipping rope. Yeah. Are they doing the rhyme at that point? They are doing the rhyme. That's the first time that you hear like the freddy rhyme yeah so uh so somebody's dreaming then no i think i think the idea is that uh freddy has become like a, an urban legend in a nursery rhyme right and um everything that happened hap- as we later find out happened but he became a myth he lived he was a boogeyman so the, the nursery no, no, nobody ever, yeah but what did the girl I don't know whether those girls with a skipper rope actually existed. Because the kid, the parents didn't tell their kids about Freddy Krueger. No. So how would the... But, that, but they how, how would the young kids know? Well, the, I think the kids that were involved in what happened, the the parents that were involved... I've got some, I've got some questions about what happened. I've got loads of bloody questions <laughs> about what happened. Um, so... Um, the the other thing as well is interesting to say the one thing that really stands out about this slasher film is that the majority of slashers the kids are always isolated the kids end up at a camp or the kids end up on an island or yeah. the kids end up well the up, dream's the isolation isn't 
Yeah, uh, it, here they they are they are with their families. They are amongst their loved ones, yeah. and they're still very much at risk. And that that's a that's a good yeah, yeah twist yeah. on the kind of thing. Um, so uh, so we meet Tina and her friends for the first time. Uh, so we've heard the nursery rhyme already. I'm not going to sing it because it's as annoying as the Freddy nursery rhyme is. It ain't. It don't even come close to the shit that you hear in Terrifier Two. That bloody clan cafe song. Right, Mark. Really, that I. It. It dis- That song alone disturbed me. Okay. That it accompanied like a Tommy gun massacre, a squibby Tommy gun massacre. <laughs> Very squibby. Just really did my nothing. Um, so you hear the you hear the nursery rhyme, and you meet Tina's friends. Yeah. Uh, so it's Johnny Depp and uh, Heather Langenkamp and uh, the douchey, typical douchey 80s college guy. Well, he's got the leather jacket, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a douche. Um, is he a douche, though? No, nah, not really. He's not really, is he? No, he's, not at all. But he's all kind the, of, the parents think he is. Yeah, he's the ba- Yeah, everyone thinks he's like a bad kid. He's not really, but um, he, he acts kind of a dick. Um I was going to say something. Do you think they're more forgot. hateable than the kids in, like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth? Um, I think you, I think I think they're a bit more developed in in Friday the Thirteenth than they are. Uh, sorry, they're more developed in Elm Street and and Halloween. Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. think the kids in, in Friday the Thirteenth are that developed. Really, they're just me. Oh, basically. I think. I, yeah, no, I think you care about Tina. I think when when Tina dies. Yeah. You do feel it. Yeah, it? I do. Because you, I mean, the movie starts out it with, starts her, with her, so you all, you kind you, of almost think yeah. she's the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what happens to her is horrible. It is horrible. Um, and uh, apparently, Heather Langenkamp. Um, I think I, I may have read it wrong, but like loads of actresses auditioned for this, right? And she beat out. I think she beat out like Courtney Cox and. Uh, Oh, I uh, I got a feeling um, my mind's gone blank. I think Patricia Arquette. Yeah, possibly. Um, and like a couple, uh, yeah, like I said, my mind's Didn't gone Patricia blank. Patricia Arquette pop up in a, a later one? I think she's in three. Yeah. I'm sure she's in three. She's in three and they change actress for four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, I, the one thing about the series of Freddy Krueger films, I do get lost after like Dream Warriors. Free is my kind of yeah. I I kind of all I tuned the, out after yeah, free. Yeah. My brain was just like yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm out of it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but then it does get really good again with New Nightmare. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Craven yeah, does yeah. New Nightmare. That it I, kind of like four, five, and six. Uh, I I couldn't tell you what happened in which one. No, no, they all blur together and they all become basically like the Freddy Krueger stand-up show. Yeah, where. It's not even jokes. It's just punch, meaningless punchlines, like one-liners. And yeah. That. He Freddie wasn't that in this. No, he wasn't. He was quite um, scary in this, and he's kind of shot in shadow all the way through. Yeah, you never. That's the interesting thing is as well. Like it, like you always think the main thing about Freddie is his like horrendously scarred face, but in this, you don't really even get that good a look at it. No, not really, not really, because he's always got his hat on and. Even when he takes off, he's running around. It's, uh, he's 
shot like a pro. It's, he's played it as a proper villain, not a camp. Yeah, Wally. And it um, Wally. What? Well, I, I know what you mean. And it uh, it, it is a it's a performance by mm. him as well. I mean, he's even like the scenes where he's running and stuff. He's really thought about how this character moves in acts in yeah. even, even though he hasn't become like Freddy the superstar at this point you you can see that he's put a lot he's of work, lot in, of work into, into what he's doing yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Tina's dreaming and she's hanging out with her friends and they they basically they basically come to the conclusion they're all having the same dream they all seem to be dreaming about the same guy and uh, Tina's saying, oh, this guy had really long nails. And then uh, Nancy, Heather Langenkamp, is saying, like, oh, no, well, oh, in my dream, no, he had, he had knives for fingers. And it's like, mm. oh, it, like, yeah, and he had a hat. It's and, like, they don't get, they, they just kind of go, oh, that's a coincidence. <laughs> they don't seem to get overexcited about it at this point. No. Well, well if, so, if you if you were, if you were seventeen and you was, you know, we don't know what they were smoking. Because that's the sort of conversation you'd have when you were smoking. Yeah. Well, I what know. were you smoking at seventeen? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon. Okay, so uh, so we basically got into the premise. So basically, the kids on Elm Street. Yeah. Elm Street is never mentioned, by the way. Oh, an interesting fact. Okay. Is it where she lived? Fourteen fifty eight Elm Street. I think so. That is Laurie Strode's house in Halloween, but you don't see it in Halloween. You see it in Halloween the TV version. Halloween the TV version. Yeah, they, they, when Halloween got sold to NBC, NBC said this isn't long enough. You need to add some extra scenes in. So really? it, they yeah. said it wasn't long enough. Yeah, for it to fill a two hour slot with adverts, it needed to be five minutes longer or something. Do you think we'll ever do a podcast Probably where you not. don't get to talk about Halloween? <laughs> but it's the same house. They use the same house. Uh, it's also it. interesting about the doors. Apparently in this one, the, the door is blue. blue and in the rest and then in red. every other one, the door is always red. So it's a red door. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah, so they're all dreaming about the same guy. And they're all hanging out that night together. So, you know, uh, Nancy, uh, Johnny Depp, um, Tina and her fella Rod... They, they were upstairs sleeping together. Uh, Nancy and Glenn are good kids, so yeah, they're, they're not They're, they're in not separate together. rooms, aren't they? Yeah, they're in separate rooms. Uh, and that night, Freddy basically gets Tina. And horribly. Uh, yeah. It's pretty uh, horrible. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, it is. No, 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 I'm just... Nothing can come close to that. Well, I'm just thinking, this is so... Like, Tina's dreaming, so in... Um, in her dream, she's in the same place that she fell asleep. She walks out the back and she's walking around the like the, the back, back lanes. Of the house, yeah. the kind of, you know, um, it looks incredibly eighties horror film. All this bit, oh, like the, the lighting, lighting yeah, and yeah, the yeah. mist. In it's there. almost blue, isn't it? it, it? But it looks great. It looks convincingly it looks kind like of almost like a music video. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that look though. I yeah. love that I grew up with touching the Razorbacks. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, it looks good. Um, and that's when Freddie turns up and he does his like, long arm, arm, long long arm, arm stretch thing, which let's be fair looks crap. Mm. Done it. Really. It looked a bit unnerving when I first watched it. Oh, when I was a kid, you were like, whoa, how 
how's she going to get away from his long he's arms he's got arms that stretch <laughs> the like length Mr. of the rope yeah but you watch it now and it just you can see that it's just like two bits of pipe being pulled out yeah and yeah it's, it doesn't look good um, what is really good uh, Freddy didn't have that that many lines in this not compared no, to the no no phone. no no but in this bit with Tina, he he holds up his glove, the razored glove, and he says, "This is God," and that's a great line. Him doing that in you know in the dream like this, yeah, it's good. And he I, chops, I like his, chops his fingers off, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, just to kind of prove that he, you know, he's invulnerable in this realm. Yeah. Nothing you you can't you can't do anything to me. That's a recurring thing with Freddy, actually, is that with most of his victims, he always does something horrible to himself. Yeah. You know, that even with Nancy later, he, he kind of slashes himself up just to show that... I think just to show that he's invulnerable, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing you can do to me. He's just sort of playing with him, I guess. Well, he's a prick. He, he is kind of a dick. <laughs> he is kind, kind of, of a dick. Um, so, uh, Tina dies. Yeah. And uh, Rod wakes up. They're sleeping together. Rod wakes up as she's being killed, and gets a uh, kick in the head for the trouble. Yeah, I mean this is this is a disturbing thing. Is that we're we're for the first time we're kind of seeing what happens to a victim outside of the dream. Yeah, and she's just being chucked around the room. She's been dragged up the wall, and she's screaming, and he's seeing these like slashes appear on her body that. that just appearing, yeah. Yeah, and the, the, you know, of course, he's getting sprayed and covered in cr- yeah, all sorts of. Uh, so he, yeah, so he panics, he runs, and uh, uh, Johnny Depp and Nancy discover the body. He's run away. Um, he's a prime suspect. Of course, he is. Nancy inexplicably decides to go to school the next day. Yeah, I thought that was a bit odd. That is a bit odd. And even her parents are like... What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing She was, had a nightmare in the middle of school, didn't she? Yeah, that's messed up, actually. Because um, the uh, she's in class, in Lin Shay's class, Lin Shay's yeah. teacher. And uh, I think the kid... I did write a bit of it down on another bit of paper. It was not on the bit of paper I brought it. But the kid... There's a kid that stands up and starts giving a reading. And I got... I know, I may be wrong... I got a feeling it might be from Hamlet, but there's a line in it about dreams. In I don't know. Yeah, I wrote it down. I forgot. Oh, right, okay. I shouldn't have even started talking about it because I didn't. I didn't know where I was going with it. Um, she falls asleep in class and she starts seeing Tina like wrapped up in a bag, in plastic, yeah. and starts following her. Because um, you would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't quite remember. I mean, she better. Did she meet? That's when Nancy kind of first comes in, into contact with Freddie, and drew, she's been dreaming about him. But yeah. this is where she first starts. So she, she, I think, um, did they not talk? Or well, we, f- Fred is like the hall monitor, isn't it? Did right, she run yeah. into a hall monitor who's wearing the jumper? That's right. And it's a little yeah. girl with like black bangs and like pigtails. Yeah, slowly changes. Well, she's she's got the. Glove and the jumper. She's got the glove and the jumper, jumper and the but she, in the voice, but you don't. She doesn't actually turn into Freddie. Oh, we should also say we forgot as well that on the way to school, Nancy runs into Rod. Yeah. 
who's barefoot and panicky. And, yeah, well, know. of course he is. Yeah. And he's, you know, obviously he's wanted for murder. And he and said, I didn't do it, I didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, Nancy, it wasn't me. And uh, John Saxon, it's revealed, <laughs> it's is basically, yeah, he's basically used his daughter as bait. Yeah, which could have gone very wrong. Well, yeah. If he uh, was a murderer. Yeah, they... they Managed to, they, he fumbles it to begin with, but they managed to arrest him. It's a whole kind of you know sting to catch him. And uh, Nancy's like really upset. She's like, "Dad, you, Dad, you use me as bait." Um, and he's like, "What the hell? Are we, why are we going to school today anyway?" And what, she, if she what if she hadn't gone to school? He's been sat outside. Her yeah, I know. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like in order for his plan to work, she'd have had to go. To she school. had to go to school. Yeah. So she went to school. His plan worked. He used her as bait. Yeah. And then, and then goes, when she yeah. says, "You use me as bait," he said, "Well, why are you going to school anyway?" Oh, yeah, yeah. John Saxon. I love the guy, but in this movie, he's pushing it a little bit. Oh yeah, I've got a couple of questions about that at the end as well. Um... <laughs> So Nancy goes to school. She has this terrible dream, and you know it's like Nancy. Nancy's not all right, so she goes home. Yeah, you know she's clearly not okay. Um, I'm just. Really, did she walk home? She does walk home. Um, yeah, that, there's a bit as well. She sees a weird guy on the street, and you never see him again. Right. I swear to God, early on there's a bit where she's sort of a bit ner- like this bit's a bit nervous. There's a guy in a black suit and he's got sort of black sweat back hair. It's not it's not Robert England. I don't no. I don't think it's Robert England. But there's a guy on the street and she's like, Oh, he's I think weird. it's just to do with her nervousness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you never see the guy again. He never reappears again. But it, it almost looks as though He's there for a reason. Yeah, he's gonna come into it again. And he never does. It's just it's just a weird yeah. yeah, it's just one of them weird things, I guess. Um so Nancy goes home and takes a bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a great shot. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. What? No, it's a great shot with a glove coming out the bath. I'm glad you clarified that, Mark. I'd hate to think you were talking about like nudity or anything well, like that. you don't that. see anything. She's her knees and her head. Oh, okay. You don't, do you not see anything? I don't think so, do you? <laughs> I'm not looking. looking. You weren't looking? No, not really. Oh, come on. God, don't play. Why did you play this game? I'm not playing a game. You, Mark, you play the game. No, no, no. we are allowed. I don't, I don't. We are allowed to appreciate nudity. Yes. Okay. She's not nude in this scene. I'm just pulling your leg. Mm. But she is in the bath, and it is heavily implied. <laughs> it's heavily implied that I mean, she's in the bath, and the gloved hand sort of comes up between, between her legs. knees. Yeah. So you know it, uh, that implication is there in the you know thing. Um, she gets dragged under the water. And it's quite good. It's quite creepy because it it seems like a bottomless Pit, well. Yeah, yeah. And she's fighting. And this is where it loses it a bit for me because she's clearly awake. Yeah. So she's awake. So how how is Freddie still... No, she does, she does off in the bath. She does, but that makes sense. She She falls asleep. So... And she's struggling to wake up, though. Like Tina was. Well, I don't know, but then there's a, there's that whole bit where she's coming up for air in the bath, screaming, going, Mum, Mum, help! And she's still being pulled back under, like it's a big depth. Yeah. And it's like, 
but you're awake now. Yeah, yeah, Nancy, yeah. Nancy, how? <laughs> you're awake now. How is he Stop still... Stop his foolishness. Yeah, how, how is Freddy still pulling you... Well, it's dream logic. Well, the, 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 that gets gets this film out of many conundrums. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, don't, yeah, don't get me started on the end. The end is... Oh, a, no, no, we'll get to the end when we yeah. get to the end. Um, I've got so, a few questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, so... Uh, she falls asleep in the bath. She has that whole thing. Her mum comes running in because she's screaming. Her mum, again, has got a wildly different <laughs> hairstyle. <laughs> Some other kind of like flamboyant comb over. She's Donna Trump. Um, she comes in and Nancy's like, oh, no, I'm fine, mum. I just <laughs> slipped up. I just slipped in the bath. I just slipped in the bath. Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, you were screaming blue murder like 13 seconds ago. Um, no, I'm all right. Does she mention Kruger yet to her mum? I don't. I don't know that she does by that point. Um, but then we kind of get to the bit... I don't know that she has really twigged who it might be at that point. Might Yeah, sorry, it's not clear in my notes and I'm getting a little bit drunk. But um, we do get to the point where uh, Glenn and Nancy are going to... Nancy has got to the point where she kind of understands what's going on. Right. And she wants Glenn to watch over her. Yeah. And he... He fails miserably. Oh, yeah, he does it every... <laughs> everything that's asked of him. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a kid. Well, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, don't, don't be too harsh on him. Well, yeah, but so... So... Nancy asks Glenn to watch over her. Nancy falls asleep. During the dream... She goes to the jailhouse where Rod is and she sees Freddy. I don't know, this bit's weird. She sees Freddy enter the jail cell. And Freddy's not interested in her, even though she's asleep and dreaming. Yeah. She's watching Freddy, Freddy go after Rod. Go after Rod. Which I don't really make a lot of sense. What's dream logic, mate? Well, yeah, it's dream logic. I mean, more so, times I'm not going to say that, but I'll say it about eight it, times before the end of it, it, it is dream logic. Um, so uh, th- then I think Freddy does come for her doesn't it and it's like Glenn you know wake me up wake me up and he, he's falling is that asleep. when she burns herself that's earlier on that's when she's in class isn't it that's when she's in English class and Freddy's going to get her then right but she wakes herself out of the dream because she puts her hand on the hot pipe and it burns her and then she wakes up screaming right. and that's when she gets sent home so uh, in this one her and Freddy go out again and Glenn is asleep but what wakes her up is that she'd set her alarm clock so her alarm clock goes off and wakes her up and she wakes up and Glenn's asleep yeah she, she has a go at him well yeah right you so he, she, he you almost got killed can you well I know but she was pretty crystal clear with him what the plan was it's like you really can't fall asleep you need to wake me up if I start I mean have they started on, on the coffees yet Oh, that gets funny. <laughs> that mom, gets real funny. Mum comes in, takes the coffee machine out. She's got one. She's getting us when I recover. It's like, what? It's under the bed. She's, she's got, got a coffee and pot. It, and it's already hot. <laughs> it's already percolating. Yeah. She's got it tucked under the bed. That bit is safe. Um, yeah, when it gets to the bit where she's just like real mainlining coffee all the time. Um, so, so we get to, so, yeah, so we get to that bit. So at this point, um, Nancy is, she's sort of working things out. She's kind of working out that this guy is. They've, sort of, they've, 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 they've started asking who he is yet. Yeah, I think they get into that, and they they 
after the back of this dream, her and Glenn go to the police station because they're worried about Rod because yeah. Rod was in the dream. And this is another slightly confusing dream logic y thing. He's asleep. Yeah. And his sheep she is wrapping itself round his neck like yeah. a noose. Then it tightens up and he and wakes up. He wakes up and then And he's pulls, screaming. And it pulls tight, isn't it? So how what in so that's not in dreamland, that's in wide awake I'm awake now. And he gets pulled and it's I mean, so it's, it's the equivalent character of the remake dies more in line with what should happen. I can't yeah, I can't remember. I don't well, know. his chest bursts open, it's really puts his Okay. his gloved hand we'll get to the remake well, I've got a little bit to say about the remake a bit later but I'm not sure I want to get to the remake oh no I just, it's literally 30 seconds but even yeah. even in this when he gets hanged like he's awake he is awake and the 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 sheet goes so far up through the railing to hang yeah. him there's no way he could have done it himself it goes up through the bars almost out onto the street yeah so it's like well, he could have done it himself because there's no way you could have got the sheet up through the, to tie it off that higher. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Rod dies. Um, and at the funeral, Nancy is obviously kind of starting to piece things together. She's not impressed with her dad, the cop. She's <laughs> not impressed with John She's Patterson. not. Her, her mum is sort of... Her mum's all over the shop. Something off with her mum. And at the funeral, she says... Um, I think I know what's going on. It's this guy. It's a guy in a, a red and green jumper. He's got a, like a fedora hat. And her, her mum goes, <gasps> well, her and John Saxon are almost like, oh, whoa, what are you, oh, shit. Um, and her mum, Marge, goes, don't worry, I know what to do. I'm going to take you to a fucking dream clinic. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's just like the road. Right, we're at the local dream clinic, Jamie, because uh, every time he's got one of them. Yeah, so Marge takes Nancy to the dream clinic, yeah. and uh, the doctor, uh, <laughs> I didn't write his name down on the end, Dr. Exposition. <laughs> he's hooking her up to, like, he's putting, like, um, what do you call them? Like, they're sort of, um, oh, God, my mind's gone blank. Like, well, I like... Sensors. sensors it's like attaching Sensor sensors parts. to her head and everything well, you wiring put two on there huh? you put one or two on there didn't you well yeah but they're, they're wiring up to a monitor and stuff mm. and um, I think the doctor at this point even says to her like if you don't dream you, you, you die do you? well that's what he says to her I think I'm sure he says that that's not true though is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. If you I think, don't dream, you don't you die. Well, that's what he says to her. But then I think a lot of people dream and don't remember them. But I think I, I guess everyone does dream. But yeah, I don't. Know, it just seemed a weird. You know, if you don't dream, I, I'm sure that's what he says. But then later on, even more inexplicable, when they're talking, he's talking about dreams with Marge, and he says, "We don't even know what where they, they come from." Well, your brain. I yeah, so you, you know where they come from. They come from your head. I mean, what? Like we don't yeah, even not, know where they come from. Yeah, it's not someone else like importing them into your head or anything. <laughs> it's literally your own head doing it. Um, HDMI. So he's so he's got Nancy all wired up, and Nancy's asleep, and she starts dreaming, and he's going through like the 
like the levels, like yeah. oh, well, this is what you would expect, and this is what we know. Three, yeah, yeah. and then it just starts going mental. Like, and her mum's having a fag in the hospital. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> chuffing away. Um, and it, it's like the needle on like the graph machine back in the days where it would be a graph machine was going mental. Yeah, like, something's not right. So they go and wake her up, and it's like Nancy, Nancy, wake up. And I think her night dress has been torn, uh, and most importantly, she's got Freddie's hat. Well, that's mental. But nobody says anything. Well, they're all, well, they're all a little bit... Yeah, but they, they, they seem very underwhelmed for what's just happened. Well, doesn't the, doc, the doctor goes to give her an injection and goes, oh, this will help you sleep. Yeah. And it's like, no, I, I don't want to... I was already asleep. <laughs> I'm awake now and I, I, because it wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> and I think... I think she's been cut, and, he, and she cut, she's oh, bleeding. She's, that she's on her arm, I think. There's yeah. a scratch on her arm, and she um, brings a hat out that she didn't have before. She's got the hat. Which but why is everyone anyway going, fucking, she's just bought a hat out of a dream. Thank you. What's going on? This is amazing. We're actually, we should be in a dream clinic, because this would be incredible if we were in a dream clinic. So we actually pulled a physical thing out of a dream. We, we need to make some, we need to write this down. But they kind of just brush it off. If I was in that dream clinic working, it, the way my mind works, I'd be thinking, she sneaked that hat in. She had that hat in her 90. Where, there's, there's a trick. She must have had that. She put the hat in the bed before she got in it. I, That's I, how my mind but works. But th- I'd be thinking, well, we've had nobody at this dream clinic for months. It's the most ridiculous idea for a building yeah ever. I thought it'd be a real money maker <laughs> I thought everyone would want help with their dreams but turns out turns out no one really gives a shit one woman who sneaks a hat into a <laughs> Freddy Krueger was the best thing to happen to their dream clinic ever well, it's even worse than the hospital with Halloween too oh do you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need a dream clinic it's got over like a hundred wards that hospital with <laughs> and five patients anyway um, so the dream clinic guy is obviously like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. This is crazy. So Marge takes Nancy home and her Nancy and her mum basically get to a point where they're like, Nancy, I think Nancy by this point knows that her mum and dad aren't giving her the full story. Yeah. They're acting a bit. And we as the audience are like, we're tuned into that. There's it's more like to they, Yeah, they know a bit more than they're letting on. And Nancy confronts her mum. And uh, she's like, look, come on. What's, what's going on? What's going on? You know this guy I think her mum, doesn't her mum say that she threw the hat away? I think her mum says she threw the hat away mm. or something like that. Which, if you, if you had a dream and you bought... <laughs> If you pour something into real life out of a dream, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just threw it away. What you mean that magical hat? <laughs> the magical hat that I brought out that, that you saw with your own eyes that I brought out in the dream clinic. I woke yeah. up with that hat. Yeah, you threw it away. Yeah, that <laughs> magical hat. But then, uh, but then, as we come to realise, that's all. It's because Marge just is trying to deny her past. Marge is obviously haunted by what had happened. Um, does, it, does she tell her at this point? I think it, it's a little, it's drawn she, out a little she, bit more. But basically, she ends up taking Nancy down into the basement. Yeah, <laughs> which is where I've got another massive problem. Okay, with what really comes and um, 
Marge basically gives her the full story that Freddy Krueger, the man of her dreams, yeah, you know, the creepy hat, the creepy jumper, he was a child murderer. How many kids did he murder? I don't know. I 20, that. apparently. 20 kids? Yeah, local kids. That's a lot. I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's, that is a lot. He murdered 20 kids in the community. That's a whole Hang on, I've got to double check that before I sound like an idiot. I'm sure when I watched it the other night, they said 20 kids in the community. Well, that is a lot. But how big's their community? I mean, if their community Well, if there was 20 quid kids in Bristol all, all murdered within a short space of time... Yeah, even in Bristol, like, that would be quite... You'd a, be like, yeah, Christ, yeah. there's a lot of kids dying. Yeah, is a, if it's like two hours in the States... Yeah, but they knew it was. They arrested him. But he, didn't he get off on the technical? Yeah, he wasn't... Um, was there was it? a search warrant not signed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so he walks free. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, off you go. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, down to bureaucratic red tape. You're going to go free, Freddie. Uh, can, I have my, can I have my hat and my, my knife hand yeah. glove, please? And my yes, you said me cancer. cancer. I'm, I'm heading pop. back to my boiler room <laughs> where, I, where I keep the children's shoes. <laughs> but, 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 but the parents aren't having it. No, no, no. So the, the, they get together, and understandably, they're looking for a little bit of vigilante justice. Yeah. So they track Freddie down. Is it, Marge is, it, is explaining all this. It's hard to imagine Marge being a party of this, but. Um, <laughs> Was was John Saxon involved? I in think this? he was. Yeah, because that's not made explicit. And they're they're divorced, aren't they? Yeah. Marge and John Saxon are obviously separated. I don't know that it's never really made it completely clear. I think he does know. I think he was involved, but it never really kind of. I'm just going to pause it a second. So I do think he did. I think he did know. Yeah, it's implied, but it's never. Yeah, you never really crystal clear about it um so marge basically gives nancy the backstory and explains that a bunch of parents got together they tracked freddie down after he'd been acquitted or after he'd been released due to a technicality technicality they tracked him down to his boiler room mm-hmm. um, and they torched it they you know they set it on fire they burnt freddie alive um and the reason they're down in the basement is so that Marge can go down to their little boiler, little furnace. Yeah. And she looks up to Nancy and she says, I even took his knives. How? Why? Why did she take his knives? How? <laughs> the slaughter knives. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah the, the knives that he killed all those kids with. I've kept them. They're here, Nancy, in my house with me and you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you could have you could have cut the hat, and then you'd have the then you'd have the Halloween. The whole, like, well, yeah, she'd have the whole ensemble. You just need his jumper now, and we can do it at Halloween. Um, that's weird. That's weird. If you were part of a vigilante gang that killed a notorious child murderer, where did she come from? Well, I guess they raked over the ashes of the burnt-down yeah, boiler room. The gloves are made of cloth. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd just be some knives on the floor. 
Yeah, that would have all burnt. It, yeah, that doesn't make a lot. I, I, I just don't get why she would have kept him. How weird is that? Yeah. And then when her daughter is saying, Hi, oh, Matt, you know, Mum, I had a weird dream the other night. It was this guy with these is really this, long, hat, scary is nails. This hat got his name in it as well. Yeah. yeah he's like a 40 year old man with a. Yeah, Fred Krueger. He's got a 40 year old bloke with his name in his hat. <laughs> That's the creepiest thing about the whole thing. Well, he's got his name written in his bloody hat. Um, we do like this film, by the way. I love this film. <laughs> it's like we're really coming down on it, but it is, not at all. It's, it's bonkers. This film's awesome. It is, it is bananas. It's um, it is completely bananas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mark, we're just talking about what's presented to us. I mean, <laughs> this is what, what we're shown. So, um, off the back of her coming out of the dream with a hat. Nancy kind of realizes, or you know, comes. Is Glenn to, dead at this point? No, not quite yet. N- Nancy realizes that if I can bring Freddy's hat out of the dream, I could bring Freddy out of the dream. Yeah, and if yeah. I can bring yeah, Freddy out of the dream, we can fuck him up. Right? What's what's her plan? Because it's ridiculous. Well, she's going to hold on to Freddy. Yeah. And get Glenn to hit him with, with a bat. bat. <laughs> She's going to get skinny little 16-year-old Johnny Depp to beat up a serial killer. Yeah. Never mind, once she's pulled him out into the real world, he's still a psychopathic murderer. Oh, yeah, he's still pretty... He's not like a shy-in violet. Yeah. A shy-retiring... He's still a murderer. Shrinking violet. He's no shrinking... Freddy Krueger is no no shrinking shrinking violet. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I'm not even drunk. Yeah, well, Johnny Depp will sort him out. Well, at this point, Nancy's got all the bars on her windows, so she can't get out, and more importantly, Glenn... Because Glenn was sneaking in to see her at night. He was climbing up the trellis, getting into her bedroom. With the bars on the window, that was all done. So she didn't really have any options, and her mum was kind of saying to her, you're not having any more coffee, I want you to sleep. And Nancy's saying, I really don't want to sleep, mum. Mm. And her mum, at this point, has gone full-on... She's gone into full-on bitch mode. Oh, she's gone mad. Well, she's put all bars over the window. Yeah, she's drinking a lot. She's openly drinking a lot of alcohol. And she just... It's obvious she, that she was, she's... It, it, this whole Freddy business is messed her up. But her daughter has brought out a serial killer's hat out of a dream, told her... A serial that, killer that she had previously killed... Yeah, in an knife she's got downstairs... <laughs> Like, I've still got um, his knives. Mum, mum, he's trying to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> I just want you to go to sleep. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm going to no, put bars on the window. Yeah. That serial killer that you murdered, he's trying to kill me in my sleep. He's obviously like some sort of immortal dream god. He's literally haunting <laughs> me, mum. And I think he maybe had to kill me in my sleep. Because uh, all my other friends that have died as well. Yeah. And now I need you to go to sleep. No, I go to sleep. Be yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> go to sleep. I'll put some the, bars on the window. It's fair to say that the parents in this movie are oh, shit. Yeah, they are the shittest parents <laughs> in any in any horror film. Really, these parents are crap. Um, so Nancy talks to Glenn via the phone, and she says, "Glenn, don't go to sleep. Don't, whatever you do, don't, don't go, go to, to sleep. sleep. Get yourself another spare coffee. Yeah, machine whatever like you I do, did. don't go to sleep." And Nancy, Nancy is. She's had that great line earlier on. We we kind of skipped over it. Her and Glenn are chatting, and she's reading a book about booby traps and uh, uh, well, traps and booby traps. Yeah. And Glenn says to her, "Well, why are you reading this?" And she says, "I'm really into survival." 
which is quite good. That's yeah. quite a good line. How it really works in the context of the film, where you think like she's fighting someone in a dream context. Yeah. Knowing about how to make booby traps in the real world, you think it's not really going to do you a lot. No, good. but she's trying to get him out of the dream. Yeah, I know, but but she but she does though, doesn't she? That's how she sorts it. Yeah, sorts it. But then she you sort it. But then you kind of almost feel like she's almost on the way to beating him anyway, because within the dream, if. You, if you're in a dream with Freddy and you're aware that you're dreaming, yeah. then you can just be like, right, okay, I'm going to dream that I'm invincible and Freddy can't, no, drink, you, Freddy can't you, kill you me. You ain't got that much control in your dreams. What are you on about? If you're an active dreamer. If you, if you have a dream, if, yeah. if you ever had a dream where at some point you're like, ah, oh, no, hang on. I'm and in you're a, in his world. So he's in charge of all no, that. No, you're in your dream world. It's your, <laughs> he's invading your dream Yeah, but they world. don't figure that out until dream warriors. No, right, okay, but... If you have you ever had a dream, <laughs> if you ever had a dream. Where, where part way through the dream you're like, oh, I know I'm dreaming, and no. then you start to kind no, of no, influence it. Lucid, I can't do lucid dreams. I don't do them now, but when I was younger, there were a few times where in the dream I was like, ah, oh, no, this is I'm dreaming, and as soon as you realise that, you can kind of have a bit of fun. You're like, oh, well, okay, well, now I'll, I'll start flying, or not quite like that, but that's the secret with Freddy as soon as you realise like oh no I'm in a dream and this movie kind of implies that towards the end I mean it doesn't kind of solidify it but if you know you're in a dream yeah. and that he he is just a thing in a dream you kind of take away his power well can't you just wake yourself up well you could do well I guess you could do well that they can't well. because but why would you want to wake yourself mate if you're dream well, somebody's trying to murder you in your dream yeah but if you but if you're in a dream and you know that you're in a dream, yeah. you can control it. And if you can control it, those dreams are Yeah, but that's not awesome. true for everybody. Yeah, but if you do, those dreams are amazing. You wouldn't want yeah, to wake up Yeah, but not everybody can do that. You I don't want to do wake that. up from those dreams. Have you never had a dream no, like that? No, I can't control anything in my dreams. It's just that it's, it's like I'm watching a TV and I'm doing stuff. Yeah, I most think, of mine are like that. I don't think... I don't. Yeah, I, at no point in any of my dreams can I remember going, well, I'll go and do this now. I, I'm just doing it. Yeah, I can, I, when I was younger, I could kind of do that. I could be like, I can, I can really remember just being like, "This is a dream." I can, whatever I imagine. Yeah, I can, yeah. My, I've lost my, that ability. My my, my worst dream is dreaming to go to work, and then waking up and having to go to work again. Oh yeah, well, fucking, <laughs> I've been at work twice today already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or dreaming that you're going to wake up and it's Saturday, and then you wake up and it's like Wednesday. And you're like, oh no, how I dreamt it was the week. Do you ever have that moment of clarity after you've just woken up and you go, oh, it's an amazing dream. Oh, it's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. About, how about the dreams where you've murdered someone or you've done something really bad and you wake up and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck have I done that for? And you're like, oh, oh. God, that was a dream. Thank God I didn't just kill my whole family. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, you need to get to the dream clinic, mate. Have you never dreamt that? No. No, you've never dreamt that you've done something really bad. Like the worst thing. No. Like Nick stuff or hit something. I oh, know the worst one is trying to have a fight with someone. You're hitting them with, with fluffy yeah, hands. Right. I don't know. I've never had that. When you're trying to hit someone, you just can't hurt them. A fluffy hand. Yeah, fight. you're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you just can't hurt. Them. And they're just beating you up. No, they're like just it? laughing at you. <laughs> they're not even beating you up. You're just trying to hit them as hard as you can. You can't. I think. I think those are my least the the dreams where you do something bad, and then you and you wake up for a split second. 
And your conscience is like, and your conscience is like, oh my god, how have I done that? And it's like, oh, hang on, I'm in bed. How could I have done that? How could I have gone and shot that person? How often is this happening? Not that often, but I do have, I occasionally have those dreams. They're scary. They're proper scary nightmares. (laughs) Let's get to the local dream clinic, mate. (laughs) And is there one in Chipman? I don't know what it's one in. He's up by the swinging gibbet. <laughs> um, um, right, let's get to the end of this. I tell you, I I got to tell you about one dream I had. Go on then. We, this we, this devolved. Oh no, I think I've told you about this dream already. I think I what, told in you this podcast. No, no, no. I yeah. Well, just no. just do it quickly. Do it. No, quickly. no, because I'm pretty sure I've done it before. I think I told you about it when we did the werewolf one. We were talking about American werewolf. Yeah, I've t- no, I've told you about this. All right, well... So, okay, so Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Glenn falls asleep. Glenn falls asleep. His bed destroys him. Yeah. I you remember... Don't see, you don't even see his dream. Nah. Because he's not dreaming. Well, he... Well, he's asleep. Well, he's asleep. He, he must dreaming. be dreaming. Yeah, but he's, he just wakes up and then gets sucked into the bed. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, again, you think, like, you just you're, like, you're awake now, Glenn. Yeah. So how... Yeah. But his, his dad, two minutes before, Nancy's been trying to ring him. And he goes, just, he's in bed, puts the phone down, takes the phone off the hook. His oh, dad you just condemned your son to death. He does pretty much condemn him <laughs> to death. Yeah. And like earlier on, that dad is like, I don't want him hanging around with that girl anymore. And it's like, why? Nancy's a nice girl. She lives in a house with bars on her, wi- her window. There's obviously something crazy about her. Mm. I, don't, I don't want my son hanging out with her. And then... Is he wrong now? Yeah, he's completely wrong. He is completely wrong, because then Nancy rings up, and it's like, go and get Glenn, wake Glenn up, go and get him, mm. and they don't, they hang up on him. Uh, Glenn, Glenn gets fucked up. <laughs> I remember it being... His, breath, his blood's dripping through the ceiling, and they just go to the right talking. <laughs> and his dad comes and goes... Yeah. <laughs> and John Saxon's just looking at it. Whereas even when they go like, where's the coroner? And he goes, oh, he's in the bathroom puking. And it's like, what? The coroner? But there was nothing of him left. Well, yeah, it's like, I, 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 I honestly find it hard to believe that anything could have been done to that body that would make a coroner puke. Mm. You know? It, that, like, coroners perform post-mortems and autopsies where they basically put people back together and take them apart. Yeah. So, I that I that that's bullshit. Um, So yeah, the coroner's puking up, and as this is going on, Nancy's been setting traps in her eyes. Nancy's been setting traps. I don't know where her mum is at this point. Her mum's pretty much pissed up and passed out on the sofa. Yeah, and her mum's very much like, no, I'm not letting you. You're all locked in. Yeah, there's no Freddy (laughs) Krueger. I killed him. (laughs) Go to bed, Nancy. It'll be fine. Nancy rings a where well, her dad turns up to the Johnny Depp murder, yeah. which is um, Johnny Depp lives opposite her. Yeah. Uh, Nancy rings him, and again, shit parenting. She's saying to him very specifically, "In twenty minutes, Dad, mm. I want you to come and kick this door down and come and get me. Will you do that?" And I mean, I'm not a dad, but if my daughter, I'm not. 
But if my kid said to me in 20 minutes, Dad, I want you to come and fucking kick this door down and get me, I would do it. Yeah, of course you would. And he even says, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, don't worry, get some sleep. It'll be okay. <laughs> trying to get her to sleep. Yeah, it'll be fine, just get your head down. And then he, he, said, he basically says to her, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then he says to his, like, his cop buddy, uh, just go and look at the house for a bit, you know, just keep an eye on it. Don't, don't do anything. Nancy falls asleep. She gets into a full-on Freddy Nancy fight. <laughs> it's a t- it's a they're at it. Yeah, they're proper like at it, right? <clears throat> and uh, I can't quite remember all the details. Don't she go out the window and fall down the trellis? And Freddy's in the trellis, and, yeah. and she gets up and. There's a whole to do. Oh, she, she, she wakes herself up at that point. She wakes. No, she sets her alarm. No, that was earlier. No, right? she set her, she, make, she makes herself wake up. Yeah, but how then did she, 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 do she has to be holding Freddie when she wakes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, sure it's, got, a, it's a watch. It's right. on her wristwatch. She's got a digital watch and she's watching it in the dream. Right. She's watching it count down in the dream. Because that would be the same time in, that, in real life. Yeah, I know, I know. So she knows. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's like, yeah, cognizant dreaming. So she knows at what point she needs to be holding him when the alarm is going to go off to wake her up. Yeah. And she is, and she wakes up, and it's like, he's not that. And it's like, oh, no, I didn't work. Oh, maybe I am crazy. And then Freddy jumps out from the other side of the gap. Yeah, burr, yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, Nancy, burr. He doesn't say that, but... um, Sorry, that's another... So So they fight. During this fight in the lock... Bearing in mind, Nancy's locked in the house. Yeah. With Freddy in... Reality now. Yeah. She's just, it's dawned on her, she's just pulled a, a yeah. serial killer into the real world. And on the other side of the street is littered with police that are investigating a murder, a really unusually gruesome murder, just across the street. Yeah, yeah. And as, it, as this is all unfolding, Nancy is smashing windows. Yeah. Screaming out the windows. And going, he's in there! He's in there! He's going to kill me! Help, help, help! And that dopey cop's just looking yeah. at her. She's smashed about two or three windows, run away from Freddy around the house, smash windows. Then it cuts back to the cop who's been saying to her, no, ah, it's okay, Nancy, just, you know. Yeah, go back to sleep. He goes back to him and he goes, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll go and give her dad. Maybe I'll go I'll oh, go and get her dad. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and gets her dad. Her dad eventually goes back over. In the meantime, her and Freddie have had oh, a real a right, right old tussle. Yeah, and I mean the booby traps have played out well for her. This is typical Wes Craven stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I mean this even goes back to like Hills of Eyes, yeah, the whole yeah, booby yeah. trap stuff, like the whole sledgehammer. Like, is it his nuts? <laughs> is it his nuts or his no, bread basket? It kind of yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he takes a little bit of a beating, and then there's that whole bit as well. I like with the uh, the lampshade with the bulb, and then she put like gunpowder on it yeah, or something. Yeah. And he walks over a trip wire, trip wire, and it blows up, blows up in his face. Does it, is that what catches him on fire? I think they go downstairs. Don't she set him on fire downstairs? Somehow, I can't. Yeah. I'm a bit at this point, Mark. I was pretty drunk in the movie, so it all becomes a little bit hazy. It's all very much that dream logic kind yeah. of thing, because it really doesn't really make a lot no, of sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. From this what, if they, what if a, what if her dad had come over straight away? Were they just arrested him? 
What would have happened there? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> they just put the handcuffs because on. He wouldn't re- cause, yeah, because the whole thing that he was now in the real world wasn't really true, was it? Because when John Saxon does get there, yeah. saves Nancy... And uh, they try and find Freddy, and he's gone upstairs. There's flaming footprints going upstairs. They go upstairs. What's, like, what the hell is going well, on there? And he... a, right, they go into her mum's bedroom, and there's a sheet over some people on the bed, and they whip the sheet off, or the sheet comes off, and Freddy's Nancy's mum is now a skeleton. Yeah, she's all burnt up. She's all she? burnt up, and Freddy's laughing. And he gets sucked and into she the bed. Get, yeah, you don't actually see Freddy at that point, do you? She, I, it's just the, her mum getting sucked into yeah. the bed. And her dad sees it. John yeah, Saxon, John Saxon sees it. He's like, whoa. <laughs> and then it all disappears. It's a normal bed. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's going on? And Freddy's gone. Mum's and, gone. Uh, and she goes, she goes to her dad. Yeah, I just want to be on my own for a bit. Who <laughs> <laughs> just leaves? About, yeah, that... <laughs> But she's, she's, she's got to be dreaming at this point because she walks outside and her mum's there and everyone's sat in the car. Oh, well, that's a, bit, that's a little bit later that's, on. No, literally no, 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 not quite. Hang on, not quite. Um, I will just say as well, John Saxon, playing a cop, has got a great tradition of leaving in the <laughs> crucial moment. It's like, oh, it's all done now. It's that's- all wrapped up. I'm going to leave the vulnerable girl alone on her own in a room while I just disappear because I know that everything's fine now. Well, I've just seen some. Uh, I've just seen my ex-wife skeleton get dragged into a bed yeah. and disappear. I'm going to go to see some people. Yeah, I'm going to go. And, yeah, I'm just going to go down <laughs> and eat a donut or something. You, you hang out here, Nancy, and we'll talk about it later. Um, so he leaves Nancy alone. And then Fred, that's when Freddy starts coming back out of the bed. Uh, but that's right. That's yeah. where like it starts stretching out and she's there. And she's got her back to him. She's walking out the door and that's when she starts saying, I know you're not real, Freddy. I know you're just a dream. I know your games. I know how you play it. Yeah, I'm not scared of you anymore. You're nothing. And he just... Just, he has no that's power. when she goes outside yeah and so Freddy just dissipates and you think like she's beat him she's realised that she's in control of her own dreams it's her mind not not his playground If what she decides goes and she's realised that if you don't give him the power he can't defeat you so, you've, so that will make sense it's like if you're in a dream yeah. And you can control your dream and you can get to a point where you're like, I know you're a dream. Yeah. Freddy can't hurt you. Or, 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 so you or, 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 or so you think. Or so you think. Because then she goes downstairs. Because she does say to him as well, I want my friends back. I want my mum back. I want my life back. You're not real. Everything you took away from me, I want it back. She goes out and then cut to presumably the next day yeah her mum's alive and her mum is saying things like you know what nancy i don't think i'm gonna drink anymore i feel a lot happier about life <laughs> me and you're gonna hang out we're gonna start going to bingo and do like windsurfing and just be like a proper mum and daughter that's we're gonna, what, yeah we're gonna have a great time oh look there's my friends that were dead 10 minutes ago yeah well yeah yeah have a great day have a great day at school and uh, as nancy gets into the car it's a convertible, and as the top comes up, all the doors lock. 
all the doors lock and you realise that the top of the car is like Freddy's striped jumper, the yeah. colours. And uh, the car drives away. No one's in control. Johnny Depp and all Freddy. All, we're all trapped in the car. And the girls are there with a skipping rope. The girls are there singing a creepy nursery rhyme. And then ridiculously... Yeah. Marge gets pulled through the little glass window in the door by yeah. Freddy's gloved hand. Final carry like shock. Freddy's hand coming through the door, it's grabbing the mum. Terrible, isn't it? Well, she looks like she's made out of like paper mache or something, or just like made. It's like a, she's a blow up doll or something getting pulled through the door. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a weird. I think it's they, a weird choice. It's they, a weird choice. They had loads of choices of endings. They had it's loads. The whole end of it is bananas. Yeah, and I, I, I even read somewhere that I think that the actual ending was a little bit of a mistake. That they were going to go for something different, but they left that in the cut. In that was the version that got shown. In Wes Craven was a bit like, hang on, that wasn't the ending we were going with. I wanted to go with this ending. Right. But I may be wrong, but it it, it, it feels it, it feels like that. Yeah, it just it? feels it feels like a whole They didn't know how, they didn't really know how to end it. So they just really went heavy on the Oh, it's all a dream. It's dream dreams, dreams, dreams. Who knows where they begin and end? Uh and yeah, that's the film. But she's alive again in... Three. Three, isn't she? Yeah. Does she die in three? I yeah. I think she does, doesn't she? She does. And she pops up in a Hellraiser film. And she's in New Nightmare. As, as Craven's New Nightmare. As yeah. herself? Yes, as Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. She, um, she's an endearing actress. I don't know that I would say she's a particularly... Good actress. Good, yeah. She's endearing in this, and she's kind of she's spirited. Do you know what yeah. I mean? She's got a she's got something about her. But there are also times where um, she th- can't th- quite deliver what she needs to. She's not quite hitting it. I thought Tina would, would have been a better final girl. Myself. She was a better actress. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, marks out of five. Uh, well, it's a classic. I guess I'm going to have to go five. Yeah, I'll go five. I know we've just literally ripped it to bits, but... Um, Not really. In a loving way. Um, I do like... It was. It is a film I go back to, and it's, but it's not a series that I, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. Because some of the other ones are direct. First three were good. First three and the last. Yeah, Two's a bit. They're all about doing a, a remake again. Yeah, I don't need to remake it. Who would be your choice to play Freddy Krueger? That's the thing. That's it's such a. Is Freddy Krueger a James Bond where loads of different actors can play him, or is Freddy Krueger a Dirty Harry where really only one guy can play him? Who else could play Dirty Harry? Um. Well, they'd probably find a way for the fucking Rock to do it. No. <laughs> Fuck the rock. The rock. No, no. Well, apparently England's choice would be Kevin Bacon. Oh, he'd be right. I was thinking maybe is it Brake? Oh yeah, he'd be good. He'd be good. Richard. Oh yeah, Richard Brake. Richard yeah. Brake would be great. 
Right, so Richard Brake, yeah? Richard Brake would be very good. Yeah, I've got a quick question before we get off of this. Okay. Has Nancy got a dead brother or sister? I don't know, why are you asking? Well, because why is she kept? Why has her mum kept the gloves? Oh, so you're thinking that maybe they... Because apparently oh, okay, his murder be... took place in 1968, which was 14 or 15 years before the events of the film. Okay. Okay, so the idea is that Freddie killed... That would make sense. So, uh, John Saxon and Ronnie Blakely had had a kid. Yeah. Freddie killed the kid. Yeah. They but got that's not, it's not mentioned. No, that's but not. that would be an understandable backstory. Otherwise, they're just some people that killed a, a child murderer. Well, it's not revenge, is it? Well, it's vigilante. It's, vi- it's vigilante. Yeah, yeah. It's vigilante. But that would give it more credence. And well, then I guess after that, I guess the guilt of what they'd done kind of led to them breaking up yeah possibly you know and then Na- I guess Nancy came along before just before they broke up yeah I don't know yeah it's an interesting but then you kind of you look at the other kids that are killed and you look at their parents in it's pretty brief glimpses but are they all implicated as well were they all involved it was Glenn's parents involved like the dad. No, they don't mention anything, do they? Not really. But then his dad is very much like, I don't want him hanging out with that girl anymore. Yeah. So you wonder, is that to do with what had happened in the past? or? Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on the remake? Uh, just, just quickly, just to wrap this up. I didn't like the remake. I, I thought it was terrible. The, the, it, they, they try and do this thing where... He's not a child murderer. He's a child molester. And yeah, that's my for- big. That's my and big problem. All forgotten. Yeah, they were all his previous victims. Yeah, but they did all, all of them have forgotten. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And he explains everything too much. Every, everything in. It's the right actor as for. Predator. Oh, he was great. As a, yeah, he was role, fine. The, some of the stuff he was they wrote for him was awful. It was. It was the whole concept was misconceived. Everything about Freddy Krueger in that remake is kind of there in the original mm. treatment but it's not that heavy handed it's a bit more subtle about it it's a bit more removed and you know that you know in your mind that when they say oh he was a child yeah, murderer yeah, yeah. you know what they're fucking talking about yeah, yeah. you know they don't need to bloody spell it out so you can still enjoy it because it's not it's not taking you into those details it's no. giving you enough to you still it's just an entertaining film yeah. whereas the remake really sucks you into and that and they put this ambiguity over it for a little bit or maybe he was innocent oh yeah like, that know. doesn't work I yeah mean. no it's bullshit yeah two stars um, I was even going to give it that what were you going to give it one nah, i give it two it was a horror film I like a good horror film give it two for Jackie Earl Haley I'll just give it two because it's a horror film Mark you know yeah. Right, should we wrap this up then? Well, uh, what I would say is next week uh, it's my choice of main film. Okay. I haven't chosen it yet, but what we really should consider is our review of 2022. Okay. So maybe start writing a list of your favourite films you've seen this year. Okay. All right. Or we'll just do it as a quick. I've seen. Well, no, we've seen a lot this year. We've seen. What? We've seen loads. Oh, right, okay. Well, we could do like fil- you know mention films that we've seen that have been released this year so do like 
a proper review of yeah. this year. But then we could also talk about films that we happen to have seen this year that maybe we haven't seen before. So, okay. um, but you know, Terrifier Two will appear in my top ten. Okay. Say goodbye then, Jamie. Goodbye then, Jamie. Bye. Jamie in Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs>